जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी
Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Krishna book, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Advent of Krishna. We are nearing the very, very special day not even a week we have to wait now. So we are going to read from Krishna book in order to prepare ourselves for the 
special festival, the Sri Krishna Janmashtami. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chokshurun Militam Jina Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Ishtapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapalantikam Bandeham Sri Gurav Sri Yutapadakamalan Sri Guran Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatan Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajeevam Sadvaitam Sabadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Visakhan Vitam Sajeevam He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesa Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Baneswari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripri Bancha Kalpa Taru Vyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyayvacha Patita Nam Bhavane Vyo Vaishnavevyo Namo Namaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar, Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The Supreme Lord. Sri Krishna, the transcendental personality of Godhead, the son of Vasudeva. His appearance and disappearance and his all kind of activities are completely transcendental. They have nothing to do with material nature. When we talk about birth or appearance in this material world, normally we think there should be male and female. There should be some activities done and a new baby can be born. And according to our experience in this world, when somebody born out of the parents, they live for some time, they suffer, they enjoy, and they experience a lot of things according to their uh, result of karma. They may be committing a good karma in their past life, 
they may do good or bad karma in this their present life which can be detrimental for their future birth and we are not sure what would be the future birth could be human or anything else so common people when they talk about krishna's birth mostly people think that krishna cannot be the supreme lord because he had material father and mother like every one of us this is the common conception uh, in india people believe krishna there are many people many vaishnavas devotees who knows that sri krishna is the supreme personality of godhead but common people they think that krishna was born from the womb of mother soda devaki so he is not that ajanma ajanma means who can who never takes birth so people they define god as a person who never take birth but krishna takes birth and he dies this is the common understanding of the people but they do not understand the uh, mystery behind it so krishna says in bhagavad gita in order to establish his supremacy in this material world he says azopi sanna vyayatma bhutanam isuropi san prakritim swam adisthaya sambhava sambhavatma sambhavamyatma mayaya he says although i am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates see our human physical body always deteriorates six changes go on in every living being from birth to death what are those six changes one is birth one is uh, we remain sometime third one is we have reproduce second another one is we dwindle the last one is we die this way every body beginning from small ant to lord brahma go through these changes but krishna says i do not my body does not deteriorates like ordinary bodies and even though i am unborn and he says my transcendental body does not deteriorate and although i am the lord of all living entities i still appear in every millennium by my original transcendental form so whenever krishna comes he comes in his original spiritual form which is transcendental completely pure and then never ever touched by this material modes of nature always remain pure the supreme lord and he appears and disappears that is not also conditioned by any external or any other rules okay now you appear now you disappear nobody can do that say that to krishna whenever he wants to come he can come and from where from anywhere he can be appear so there is no condition that can check his appear and disappear so as we have 
known that he has appeared to this material world for many times for many purposes. So every time he comes, he has certain purpose, which he himself has very, very clearly explained in Bhagavad Gita. Yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyuthanam adharmasya tadatmanam srijamaham. This is one of the reasons he explained in Bhagavad Gita. 4.7 what he says whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice or descendant of Bharata and a predominant rise of a religion at that time I descend myself and he also explained another very famous verse from Bhagavad Gita paritranaya sadhunam binasaya chaduskritam Dharma samsthapanarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. To deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants, as well as to reestablish the principles of religion, I myself appear millennium after millennium. This is uh, Krishna's reason to come down to this material world. Prabhupada has given a little purport, I have taken a little purport here. The demon harasses the devotees even though the latter may happen to be his own kinmen. Although Prahlad Maharaj was the son of Hiranyakashipu, he was nonetheless persecuted by his father. Although Devaki, the mother of Krishna, was the sister of Kamsa, she and her husband Vasudeva were persecuted only because Krishna owes to be born of them. So Krishna appeared primarily to deliver Devaki rather than kill Kamsa. But both were performed simultaneously. Therefore, it is said here that to deliver the devotee and vanquish the demon miscreants, the Lord appears in different incarnations. So this secret of Krishna's coming down is not understood by many people. So Krishna himself pointed out that avajananti ma mudha manusim tanum asrita asritam param bhavam ajananto mama bhuta maheswaram which means fools deride me when I descend in the human form. They do not know my transcendental nature as the Supreme Lord of all that be. So Krishna also says that Gatir Bharta Prabho Shakse Nivasaha Saranam Surit Prabhava Pralaya Sthanam Nidhanam Bijam Abhyayam I am the goal, the sustainer, the master, the witness, the abode, the refuse and the most dear friend I am the creation and the annihilation, the basis of everything, the resting place and the eternal seed. So, this is how Krishna is establishing himself as the supreme personality of Godhead to the uh, all common people. So, as we all of us know that Krishna comes every day of Lord Brahma. And 
Lord Brahma lives for so many years, many millions of years. So when Krishna comes, he do his primary duties and he also perform beautiful pastimes so that people can remember those beautiful pastimes and remain in Krishna consciousness a uh, long, long time when he is not here. That is the main reason of his performing pastime. That can attract the conditioned soul towards him. And Prabhupada also says that the main reason of Krishna's coming down here in this material world is to give another chance to the living beings so that they can realize their spiritual identity. They can awake, reawake their uh, consciousness of Krishna consciousness and they can um, come back home back to God. One time, long back, just before the starting of Kali Yuga, there were so many kings ruling in this world. And the king in Bhagavad Gita, they are mentioned as the incarnation of Lord. Krishna says, among human beings, I am the king. So they were supposed to act under the principle of religion. They were supposed to abide themselves by the principles, the rules and regulations of the scriptures. But in due to the degradation in the religiosity, all those kings were acting like royal order, but in fact, they were doing all kind of atrocities to the Brahmanical class of people. Or they were not very much responsible to the common people who supposed to protect these people. And there was a lot of atrocities, a lot of uh, malfunctioning in the society at large. So Mother Earth was not able to bear all those atrocities happening on her lap. Mother Earth, we call Mother Earth. So every day before we start our puja in deity worship, we pay our respectful obeisances to Mother Earth. Because of her mercy, we are been able to perform different kind of activities in this earth. So Mother Earth was very much unhappy, very much unsatisfied by the activities of all these greatly, greatly so-called kings. And she assumed the form of cow. And in this temple, if something happened, as we all of us go to the temple president or other designated authority to put our problem. And by this, our problem can be solved. So the Brahma is the leader of all the demigods. And he is the very, very first created human being. And he is the leader of everybody. So Mother Earth, full of tears in her eyes, decided to approach Lord Brahma 
in order to complain about the atrocities, about the bad deed, about the misdeed of these great, great royal kings from the earth. She approached Brahmaji with her folded hand. My dear Lord, I have been barely suffering by these bad activities of this great king. Please help me. I cannot tolerate those sinful activities performed by these great kings. It is too much. I cannot tolerate any more now. Mother Earth is approaching Brahma with humble attitude for help. And Lord Brahma immediately understands the problems of Mother Earth and he decided to go to the shore of Sweta Dwipa, the milk ocean, where Sirodakasai Vishnu rests. And he invited all the demigods headed by Lord Shiva and other great, great demigods. Okay, we have a great problem on earth. Mother Earth has come here with a problem, complain. She is in great trouble. All the demigods, please follow me. We are going to pay our respectful obeisances with a special prayer to Lord Mahavishnu and put the problem to him so that the problem will be, can be solved. And they approached all of them. The leader was Lord Brahma, Mother Earth was there along with them. And in Vedas, there is a very special prayer is mentioned, which is called Purusha Sukta. So this is the mantra by which demigod pay their obeisances to the Supreme Lord. In order to get his attention, they approach and pray this mantra. Om Sahasra Sirsa Purushaha Sahasraksha Sahasrapat Sabhumim Vishato Vritva Yatatista Dasa Angulam Dasa Angulam means with tenfold. Ten fingers, we fold our ten fingers and pay our respect for obeisances to you, my dear Lord. You are such and such, such and such. Explain. Sahasra Sirsa means thousands of hair, head. Sahasra Sirsa Purusha. Sahasraksha, Sahasrapat. So many millions of thousands of hands, heads and other legs are explained in this mantra, beautifully explained. So after they recited all this prayer, Purusha Sukta, they did not hear any response from the Lord. Or he did not write, appear before them and greeted them and said, okay, I understood your problem. Now I will take care of it. You can go back. This did not happen there. But Lord Brahma, the, the message from Mahavishnu was transmitted into the heart of Lord Brahma. Prabhupada says, this is the process of receiving spiritual knowledge. We always receive this knowledge into the heart by Lord Sri Krishna. So then, 
he explained all the messages he received from Mahavishnu in his heart in this sound vibration and then he reported to the demigods. Hey, demigods, listen very carefully. Very soon, the Lord is going to appear on this earth and he will solve the problem. So, when he comes, he comes along with his, all the entourage, all his brothers, sisters, families, this and that. And then, you all demigods also should come and help him in his mission. So, demigods means, Prabhupada says, he writes in the purport, that one who always please the Supreme Lord, they are demigods. So all the demigods, you will be born in the Edu family in Braz when he comes down in order to assist his pastime. So Brahma was explaining or narrating the message what he had received from the Supreme Lord into his heart. So very first verse, Tene Brahma Ridayadikabaye Muyanti Yat Surayaha. So this is how we receive the transcendental um, knowledge. Once upon a time, let me read from Krishna book now. Vasudeva, the son of Surasena, just after marrying Devaki, was going home on his chariot with his newly wedded wife. The father of Devaki, known as Devaka, had contributed a sufficient dowry because he was very affectionate toward his daughter. He had contributed hundreds of chariots completely decorated with gold equipment. At the time, Kangsa, the son of Ugrasena, in order to please his sister Devaki, had voluntarily taken the reins of the horses of Vasudeva's chariot and was driving. According to the custom of the Vedic civilization, when a girl is married, the brother takes the sister and brother-in-law to their home because the newly married girl may feel too much separation from her father's family. The brother goes with her until she reaches her father-in-law's house. The full dowry contributed by Devaka was as follows. 400 elephants fully decorated with golden garlands, 15,000 decorated horses, and 1,800 chariots. He also arranged for 200 beautiful girls to follow his daughter. Nowadays, people are talking about no dowry. This brings um, so many social injustices. People are, not everyone are rich to offer dowry. So it become a social uh, movement, no dowry system. But in the Vedic time, father would give a lot of dowry to his daughter so that she would not be in trouble if she goes to her husband's house.
but he got Vasudeva got so many dowries from Devaka, the father of Devaki. The Kshatriya system of marriage still current in India dictates that when a Kshatriya is married, a few dozen of the bride's young girlfriends, in addition to the bride, go to the house of the king. The followers of the queen are called maidservants, but actually they act as friends of the queen. This practice is prevalent from time immemorial, traceable at least to the time before the advent of Lord Krishna, 5,000 years ago. So Vasudeva brought home another 200 beautiful girls along with his wife. While the bride and bridegroom were passing along on the chariot, there were different kinds of musical instruments playing to indicate the auspicious moment. There were consoles, bogles, drums and kettle drums. Combined together, they were vibrating a nice concert. The procession was passing very pleasingly and Kangsa was driving the chariot. When suddenly there was a miraculous sound vibrated from the sky, which especially announced to Kangsa, Kangsa, you are such a fool. You are driving the chariot of your sister and your brother-in-law. But you do not know that the eighth child of this sister will kill you. Kamsa was the son of Ugasena of the Bhoja dynasty. It is said that Kamsa was the most demoniac of all the Bhoja dynasty kings. Immediately after hearing the prophecy from the sky, he caught hold of Devaki's hair and was just about to kill her with his sword. Vasudeva was astonished at Kangsa's behavior and in, in order to pacify the cruel, shameless brother-in-law, he began to speak as follows. With great reason and evidence, he said, my dear brother-in-law Kangsa, you are the most famous king of the Bhoja dynasty and people know that you are the greatest warrior and a valiant king. How is it that you are so infuriated that you are prepared to kill a woman who is your own sister at this auspicious time of her marriage? Why should you be so much afraid of death? Death is already born along with your birth. From the very day you took your birth, you began to die. Suppose you are 25 years old, that means you have already died 25 years. Every moment, every second, you are dying. Why then should you be so much afraid of death? Final death is inevitable. You may die either today or in a hundred years. You cannot avoid death. Why should you be so much afraid? Actually, death means annihilation of the present body. As soon as the present body stops functioning and mixes with the five elements of the material nature, the living entity within the body accepts another body according to his present action and reaction. 
It is just as when a man walks on the street, he puts forward his foot, and when he is confident that his foot puts forward, sorry, his foot is situated on sound ground, he lifts the other foot. In this way, one after another, the body changes and the soul transmigrates. See how the plant worms change from one twig to another so carefully. Similarly, the living entity changes his body as soon as the higher authorities decide on his next body. As long as a living entity is conditioned within this material world, he must take material bodies one after another. His next particular body is offered by the laws of nature according to the actions and reactions of this life. This is how Vasudev is trying to persuade Kangsa not to kill his own sister because of this prophecy which came from the sky. Hey, fool, rascal, you do not know what you are doing. You are inviting your own death by driving the chariot of your sister. See how Krishna arranges his coming. This is his own arrangement. Nothing else. This body is exactly like one of the bodies which we always see in dreams. During our dream of sleep, we create so many bodies according to mental creation. We have seen gold and we have also seen a mountain. So in a dream, we can see a golden mountain by combining the two ideas. Sometimes in dreams, we see that we have a body which is flying in the sky. And at that time, we completely forget our present body. Similarly, these bodies are changing. When you have one body, you forget the past body. During a dream, you may make contact with so many new kinds of bodies, but when we are awake, we forget them all. And actually, these material bodies are the creations of our mental activities. But at the present moment, we do not recollect our past bodies. When Arjuna was talking with Krishna about um, why he should not go away from the fight, and Krishna was explaining him, you and me have taken so many births. I understand and I remember all the activities that we have performed in so many births, but you cannot. This is the difference between you and me. That is why I am the Supreme Lord, not you are not. So this, this philosophy, uh, Vasudeva was very expert in Krishna consciousness and he explaining the idea of death, even though uh, your sister's boy, son will not kill you, you are not going to live forever. Your death is imminent at a certain point. So as a, as a very brave Chatriyas, why have you been so much scared of death? Chatriyas always welcome death very openly with great brave heart. But you are not acting as a Chatriya. He is persuading him. 
So when we encourage people with this, people always get, oh yes, I am great. We puffed up, okay. We have this experience. And somebody come, wow, you sing so nice, beautiful. You are such a nice singer then. Oh yes, well, I'm trying. Still, we just have such feeling. So Vasudev knows the trick how to cool down this kangsa. The nature of the mind is flickering. Sometimes it accepts something and immediately it rejects the same thing. Accepting and rejecting is the process of the mind in contact with the five objects of sense gratification. Form, taste, smell, sound, and touch. In its speculative way, the mind comes in touch with the object of sense gratification. And when the living entity desires a particular type of body, he gets it. Therefore, the body is an offering by the laws of material nature. The living entity accepts a body and comes and goes again into the material world to enjoy or suffer according to the construction of the body. Unless we have a particular type of body, we cannot enjoy or suffer according to our mental proclivities inherited from the, from the previous life. Krishna also explained in Bhagavad Gita, different living entities, they always um, roaming around this set of senses in order to enjoy particular kind of enjoyment in this material world. Human body can enjoy delicious food stops cooked in a nice thing, ghee, and then other, other, other living entities, they enjoy the same way, like hog and dogs, they enjoy the stool, as human beings enjoy palatable dishes. And other bugs, other animals, other things, they have their particular type of set by which they enjoy their food stop or their uh, life. So, this is happens all due to the laws of nature, the, the mode of material nature. It arranges everything. So, this mind is always flickering. Today, it wants something. Again, it rejects. Accepting and rejecting this is the function of the mind. The luminous planet like the sun, moon, or the stars reflect themselves in different types of reserv reservoirs like water, oil, or ghee. The reflection moves according to the movement of the reser reservoir. The reflection of the moon is on the water, and the moving water makes the moon also appear to be moving. But actually the moon is not moving. Similarly, by mental concoction, the living entity attains different kinds of bodies, although actually he has no connection with such bodies. But on account of illusion, being in, enchanted by the influence of Maya, the living entity thinks that he belongs to a particular type of body. So when Brahma was narrating the message what he received from the Mahavishnu in the Sora of Sotadupa, he also mentioned to the demigods that along with all the other entourage of Lord Sri Krishna, Maya Devi, the servant of Krishna, is also coming in order to assist his pastime. 
So Maya is also another a great humble servant of Krishna, by which we living being can adjust in this material world. Suppose a living entity is now in a human form of body. He thinks that he belongs to the human community or a particular country or particular place. He identifies himself in that, in that way and unnecessarily prepares for another body which is not required by him. Such desires and mental concoctions are the cause of different types of body. The covering influence of material nature is so strong that the living entity is satisfied in whatever body he gets and he identifies with that body with great pleasure. Therefore, I beg to request you not to be overwhelmed by the dictation of your mind and body. Vasudev is telling all this to Vasudeva thus requested Kangsa not to be envious of his newly married sister. One should not be envious of anyone because envy is the cause of fear both in this world and in the next when one is before Yamaraj, the lord of punishment after death. Vasudeva appealed to Kangsa on behalf of Devaki stating that she was his younger sister. He also appealed at an auspicious moment at the time of marriage. A younger sister or brother are supposed to be protected as one's children. The position is overall so delicate, Vasudeva reasoned, that if you kill her, it will go against your high reputation. Vasudeva tried to pacify Kangsa by good instruction as well as by philosophical discrimination. But Kangsa was not to be pacified because his association was demoniac. Because of his demoniac associations, he was always a demon, although born in a very high royal family. A demon never cares for any good instruction. He is just like a determined thief. One can give him moral instruction, but it will not be effective. Similarly, those who are demoniac or atheistic by nature can hardly assimilate any good instruction, however authorized it may be. That is the difference between demigods and demon. I would like to stop here today. Uh, we will continue hearing Krishna's pastime for coming few days until then master so i don't think there is any question or any comment <laughs> if there is please or if you want to add something. well every time we hear this it's just there's so much so much new thing i didn't really hear it before now i'm hearing it Prabhupada says devotees are never enough in hearing krishna's pastimes mm. one story you hear for one million times <laughs> you never get tired mm. That is Krishna's freshness, Navayobanamcha. Mm. Even if being very, very old personality, Purana Purusam, Adyam, the very first, but he always fresh. Mm. 
that is why Krishna's uh, this Bhagavatam is it has a life Sanatana Goswami is glorifying Bhagavatam as his only shelter, his Prabhu, his master, his everything. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki, Granthara Bhagavatam ki, Gauru Bhakta Vrinda ki, Gauru Premanande. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Nothing. <laughs> I have the paper. I'll put it in the time. Oh, okay. Where is the time now? Right here. Okay. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I'll just put it in the box. Okay, perfect.